everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to subscribe to our Journey Callaway YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you right there. Hey, a few years ago, I started running, and it seems kind of weird to me even now. And I used to be one of those guys who would always say, run for fun? <laughs> Why would anyone do that? The only time I like running is when I'm playing a game or chasing a ball around. But just to go out and run? Absolutely no way. I mean, I'd see people running in the rain or the cold, and I would be merciless, making fun of them, making jokes about their clothing, questioning their sanity. But a few years ago, I knew I needed to make a change in my own health habits. And I tried working out the gym, and I tried playing basketball a few times a week, and I tried at-home DVD workouts, but nothing would stick. And then I tried running. It was relatively cheap, a good pair of shoes and some shorts. It could be done just about anywhere. And since my schedule is constantly changing, it allowed me to be flexible about when I went for a run. It required no special training or coaching, so I didn't have to have someone to tell me just what to do all the time. It was just run. So over the past few years, my health has improved and something else began to improve as well. I started to slow down. No, not my running pace. That's about the same. What I mean is that making time in my schedule for those runs forced me to slow down my pace of life a bit. It's hard to answer emails while you're running. It's almost impossible to answer a text message while running. And just ask my wife, taking a phone call while I'm running is pretty counterproductive. And having that time to slow down, the internal pace of my life has helped me feel more peace and joy. This isn't about convincing you to become a runner today, but what about your pace of life? Do you need to slow down? Do you find yourself surviving at work by looking forward to the next holiday weekend, vacation, or break from the routine? Do you ever get done with a weekend and think, we weren't even home? Do you ever hear Matt talk about serving others in our community and thinking, well, when would I do that? I barely have time to do what I need to do at home to keep things running. I'm exhausted every evening. But what if you could find a rhythm of life that was full of meaning and purpose without feeling like you're running on empty all the time? Is it even possible? Well, I think it is, and so did Jesus. Let's talk about it. and you have a pretty busy week coming up and it's not like you filled your calendar up with stuff that's not good all of the things you're going to do this week you have a really good reason for doing I mean the job you're going to pay the bills and feed the kids and keep a roof over your head and if you're lucky it also challenges you to be a better and person and uses your unique skill set to make things better and the errands you're running this week are pretty important it's not like you're adding things on your to-do list just because you need something to do. Like the activities you've signed up the kids for and paid money to do are things you think will develop them and in some way maybe give them joy or teach them something valuable. I mean, the people you're visiting and meeting with and the things you've scheduled and the place you want to visit this week, they're important. And sometimes they're even urgent. These are good things or they're things that have to get done. So why is it that we all feel so rushed from the time we get up to the time we go to sleep, we've got to get so much done. News to read, keep up on, family and friends online to see what's going on in their lives and sharing what their schedules look like. 
figure out meals for the family, watch the hottest new Apple TV series, and we've got to get those deals for Christmas or we'll end up paying more later. We've got to answer these emails, we've got to answer these text messages, post something to my Insta to make sure people don't forget I'm alive over here. I mean, we've got to clean the bathrooms, we've got to fit in a workout, you've got to clean out the car. Oh gosh, I forgot to start the dryer before I left. I'm serving at church on Sunday, need to finish the plans for our vacation, go see mom and dad next weekend. If we can figure out how to see them between cross country and even a small group, I, none of these things are bad. <laughs> so why are so we so often overwhelmed and anxious? Why do we all feel like we don't have enough hours in a day to do what needs to be done? Why are we always trying to figure out the most efficient and productive methods for tracking our calendars and lists and schedules? Why are we sitting at a stoplight thinking the person in front of us is incompetent because they won't turn right on a red light on a 12th Street at 4 p.m.? Why do we try to figure out which line at the grocery is the fastest and when we guess wrong, we're mad? Why do we take our phones in the bathroom and think, finally... I can check my email guilt-free and get some work done. <laughs> Just being honest. <laughs> Look, something is missing. We're busy. We're involved in lots of different things that are supposed to be giving us the life we've always wanted. And we can't seem to find what we're looking for. We don't have the time to slow down and enjoy our family and friends and talk deeply about life. We don't have time to read or rest or reflect on our lives in light of who God is. And to sit down and just have some time alone to hear from God and talk to God and read and think about what Jesus would be doing if he were here with me, I just don't have time. And neither does anyone else. So it must be okay, right? I mean, most of us spend our lives trying to believe what Jesus believed, and that's a really good thing. But just believing what Jesus taught will only change the way you think. What I want us to look at today is what we also may need to live the way Jesus did in order to experience a full life. Jesus didn't launch his ministry until he was 30. In three years, he recruited a team of 12 that went on to lead a movement that has lasted over 2,000 years. He endured the hatred of the religious leaders of his own people, resisted temptation to use his authority and his power for his own good, healed people constantly, met their needs, and served them. He loved the worst of the worst and told them they were valuable. And he preached boldly in front of leaders who wanted to kill him. If you want to look at someone who was productive, made an impact, Jesus is the example of a life well lived. And Jesus never ran. Jesus was busy and productive, but he was never rushed. We don't just want to know the truth of Jesus. That's good. Knowing what Jesus said and what he taught, yes, we need to know that. The truth will set you free, yes. But we also need to know the way of Jesus. How did he live? How was he able to accomplish so much and also be so full of love and joy and peace amid so much turmoil? And if Jesus wasn't rushed, why are we? I'm no expert on you, but I know me. I'm usually running away from something I don't want or running towards something I do want. I run away from my past and my failures and my insecurity and the hurt and the pain and the guilt or I run towards success, money, popularity, more people to affirm me, my importance, and complete independence. The problem for me is that most of the time the things I'm chasing still leave me empty. Jesus actually claimed that he came to give us a better life. He said, I came so that they would have life and have it abundantly. We hear that word abundance and we think about collecting more stuff or more money or more experiences. 
But that's not what Jesus was talking about at all. He taught in another place that life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he was famous for asking this question, What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Jesus had a way of living that brought abundance. But it didn't look like what we think of as abundant. Now, I don't mean you need to go sell everything you own. And I'm not saying you need to become a street preacher. What I mean is that we need to look closely at the way Jesus lived so we can find clues that can help us make sure we're living that full abundant life that Jesus offered. The abundant life we want so badly but can't seem to grasp. And I'm not advocating for becoming boring or unproductive or having a lack of activity. The answer is not to cut out things and just become a lazy bum and lie around. This isn't some American dream of financial independence where you retire and you live a life of leisure. This isn't about staying home in some self-imposed quarantine. Jesus served, loved, and stayed busy, but he did not rush. He was never in a hurry. And Jesus lived a better way, a way that provided abundance of the best things in life. So I want you to consider this statement. The greatest enemy to the life you want may be the life that you're living, like the one currently. It's worth thinking about. The way you're currently living life may be keeping you from the abundant life you want so badly. So what do we do to capture the abundant life? I don't know really all these answers. I'm struggling with all this as well. I don't even like turning off my phone on my days off for fear that I might miss something that just can't move along without me. Like, I often double book myself for meetings on the same day and still try to make both of them work. (laughs) But here are a few of the things that have helped me begin to find a new rhythm of life a less hurried pace, a more joyful, peaceful pace. The first thing is this. Jesus lived at the pace of love. Jesus said the greatest commandment was to love God and love others, and that love defined Jesus' pace of life. He wasn't going to run faster than love could go, which is kind of annoying, really, because we could run a lot faster in this life if it didn't have to wait on other people. But that's what love does, doesn't it? At least that's what Jesus modeled for us. Jesus was so good at this. There are multiple stories of how Jesus was able to love people and really be present with them right where they were because that's what love is. Love means being fully present with someone where they are. So Jesus was able to listen to a woman who was hurting even while he was on his way to do something really important. You remember the story? There was an important leader named Jairus. He had asked Jesus to come and heal his daughter who was near death. And so Jesus starts out toward the home of Jairus. And on the way... A woman just reaches out and touches Jesus' clothes as he walks by, and Jesus just stops. And in the middle of the crowd that was following him, on his way to something really important, but Jesus stopped. He took a few moments, and he wasn't in a hurry, and he offered love and healing to this woman. Jesus moved at a pace that allowed him to listen to people, see their needs, and hurt along with them. If my calendar is so packed that I can't hear the needs of my family or my children or my friends or my neighbors, then I'm too busy because love takes time. And love means being present with people. And we are so often chasing something else than love that we forget to slow down. Here's something else that has been helpful to me. Jesus made tough choices about what was most important. There's a story in the first chapter of Mark that is so helpful. I grew up thinking that Jesus was just like randomly walking around through life, doing good things as if good stuff just kind of fell in his lap. And he was working under some perfect aura of God's goodness that he just floated right into the things that were best. But the biographies of Jesus tell a different story. Jesus made choices 
And he made hard choices about how to use his time. And he had to take time out of his day to get away and talk to God about those choices. So he had the wisdom and peace and strength to make them. So here's the story. Jesus had just finished healing all kinds of sick people and driving out demons. So much so that the entire town was lined up at Jesus' door. Want to launch a movement, Jesus? Here's your chance. But instead, Jesus does this. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you! And Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I've come. Jesus stepped out of the busy stuff. He made time and created space to hear from God about what was most important, about where to go next, about how to proceed. He prioritized some intimate alone time with God, and he was plenty busy. But he knew he could either be rushed into the stream of busyness, or he could pull away to find direction and life and joy and peace. Jesus moved at the pace of love. And Jesus chose what was most important and said no to the things that weren't. So let me ask you, is the life you're living keeping you from the life you want? You may need to slow your life to match the pace of love. Will that be hard? For sure. You may need to make some hard choices about what goes into your calendar or what you spend your money on or how many items you put on your to-do list. Will that be messy at first? Will you get weird looks from other people? For sure. But Jesus' way of life was abundant. He was never rushed, never in a hurry. And Jesus knew that love drove his life, and he was consistently checking in with the Father to confirm what was most important. And Jesus came to give that abundant life to you as well. Now here's what I'm afraid of. We're used to hearing information, even urgent, important, moving information. We see headlines and videos and pictures that make us feel something, but we are so used to all of this input that we rarely ever do anything about it. We're used to posting it, sharing it, liking it, pausing for a moment sometimes and talking to someone about how great that sounds. And then tomorrow we wake up and do nothing about it. So here's your homework. This, it's really simple this week. Do something. Do something different. Start with this. Get up a little earlier each day this week. Or find a few minutes in the evening to pray and listen to God. Read Mark chapter 1. Yep, read that one chapter every single day this week. The same chapter. You're not doing that because there's something magical that will happen. You're doing that to leave space for God to talk to you about what's most important in life. To help you calm the inner hurry. To find space to pull away from the to-do list, the calendar and the productivity. Read that chapter and pray a one-sentence prayer. God, help me walk slowly enough to experience Jesus fully love people deeply today and then don't do anything else don't say anything else just sit there and listen love God love your family and let the pace of love determine your pace for the day you may have some hard choices to make but when you start to live the way of Jesus you experience the fullness of life that Jesus brings Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey Calway app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. 
For more information on our church, be sure to visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.